Radio Primavera Sound, powered by Seat. Welcome to the Weekly Review, the radio show where two adult men try to keep tabs on human evolution, not by reading scientific publications, but by listening to what is being released in the world of pop culture. The problem is, most of the exciting stuff is made by young people, and our grasp is not as tight as it used to be. Luckily, we have young person Marvai Verdu on our side to help the aged, as Jarvis would sing. This week we ponder on how one promotes music these days. This is universally interesting because music gets to the people faster than other products. So take note, entrepreneurs. Also, it seems artificial intelligence is becoming more and more common in media these days. From Grimes to Holly Herndon, we shall discuss the latest advances in AI software, including a moral debate of using deepfakes to resuscitate those who no longer walk among us. Ben has another superb recommendation from next year's PS lineup local vocal a cappella duo Tarta Relena. And, of course, we have an album to hold above the others released this week. Claro's Sling is album of the week. As fake Ken would say to fake Barbie in the Aqua song with a mild Danish accent, Well, Barbie, we're just getting started. Ultra Park. And if the beat live, you know Lil Ju made it Hands on my knees, shaking ass on my thigh shit Post me a pic, finna make me a profit When the liquor hit, then the bitch get toxic Why the fuck you in the club when niggas wild? I've been lit since brunch, that shit Order 42 for the table, let's pop shit Missionary or doggy style on my top shit Pussy ass niggas, hey, know me from the closet Hoes trying to call me a snake, shit, I guess I can relate Cause a bitch spit a whole lot of venom And since these hoes are rats, when they come around me All I see is... Haha, Megan the Stallion, so... It seems artificial intelligence is becoming ever so present in advanced spheres of pop culture. An artist who is synonymous with AI voice is Holly Herndon, who's prominently used AI, artificial intelligence, in her music. She birthed Spawn, which was an AI baby that sung on her last album. She's now released a new voice instrument, her AI deepfake twin, Holly Plus. It's actually a website where you can upload any polyphonic audio and have it transformed into a download of music sung in Herndon's voice. Uh, ben, you've been reading up on that quite a bit, haven't you? Yeah, I love this kind of thing. Um, I, I find the whole idea of like AI and music and where it's going really fascinating. And this is an absolutely incredible experiment. I mean, like, just imagine like ten years ago, if somebody told you you could get like a renowned artist to sing your song via you know electronic means. It's just incredible. And the other thing is, um, not only can you can you get her to sing your song, you can do what you like with it. That's what they say. Basically, like it's like you know, download it, release it, do do anything you kind of want. Basically, you, you, there's a Creative Commons license, I believe. Um, but it's just an amazing thing. And Holly Hunter just does so many things that blows my mind. Like I was still just about getting my head around to what she was doing on her last album. Now it's like this. It's like wow, this is this is insane. Um, and uh, I thought I'd give it a quick go, actually. Uh-huh. A quick go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what I did was basically, and this is a bit of a weird one, maybe this wasn't the best file to use, but it's what I thought about. So I, I've got a, a recording of, of my son singing mm-hmm. with, with auto-tune, um, which is odd enough in itself. Um, and I decided well, this is the kind of thing I want uh, Holly to sing. So I uploaded it to Holly Plus, and uh, a few seconds later came back a download. I downloaded it, um, and this is what it sounds like. I'm <laughs> 
<laughs> it's got a rhythm going and everything. There's a. <laughs> I think if I remember rightly, like when we recorded it, there was like we, we've got this very old keyboard, or we used to anyway, that, that had like one of those really old like drum machine things on it, where you just press a key and it gets a rhythm, and that was going on in the background, which I think is why it sounds so weird. If it had like been a, a sort of straight, um, uh, like clean vocal sample, that would have been that would have been different, and it would have. If you told me this is a cut of uh, Aphex Twins' Drugs, <laughs> I would have believed it. It's like, oh yeah, this sounds like very warpy. Well, he is very talented, my son. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get the get the rights, but um, Mar, what's your take on this? Now I'm more confused than I was when, <laughs> like. If you if I up- upload like a, a WhatsApp voice memo that I get from someone or myself explaining something to to her page, will I get her singing or just saying it playing out? No, I think it? you need to have like uh, some kind of melody in there to get okay. to get it as singing. Um, but you know, if if you just record yourself singing, I don't know, Mary had a little lamb or something like that in your voice, you you would get it in 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 her voice. Hang on a minute, but now if I'm talking straight, up, you know, in the way I'm talking now, right? Um, there is there is an, um, a note in my tone of voice, right? Right now, as I speak, I don't know what tone it is. I'm not musically trained, but. There, there is, but like, I mean, I, I assume if you uploaded something of yourself just talking, you would get what sounds like uh, Holly Herndon just talking. Like, just talking. You, you wouldn't be using it. Uh, it it's basically it's uh. intended, um, it's intended for musical kind of kind of interactions, basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, assume it should work with you just talking. Yeah, I remember uh, a radio host years ago asking the question on, uh, you know, uh, is, will we see the day when machines make music and you won't be able to decipher if it was human made or machine made? And we are so close to that moment where all of a sudden there will be an album made entirely by a computer program. And there will be no kind of human manipulation behind it, and it will probably sound just as amazing or interesting as any kind of stuff then in forward electronica. Well, I think when you were away, um, being a father, we talked about this, and we talked about like the Nirvana AI mm. one. Did you ever hear that Nirvana AI song? Basically, they fed loads of Nirvana songs in, into an artificial intelligence, and it, it, it came back with this uh, like fake new Nirvana song. And they, okay, they had to get a Nirvana, a Kurt Cobain impersonator to actually sing it. But like the melody and the guitar sounded very Nirvana. Here's the thing. Why did they need a Nirvana impersonator? Ah, because, yeah, okay, Kurt Cobain's dead and Holly's <laughs> alive so she can do the process to make a machine speak like her. Like, I don't understand how can they make Holly, the, the singer that we're talking about, m- sound make a computer sound like her, but they couldn't make it with Kurt Cobain, so they had to get an impersonator. Because it was kind of different, because the thing that this machine did was make songs that sound that had like the lyrics similar to Nirvana, but in this case, it's the, it's the sound, it's the voice, which well, the, is even crazier. The difference is basically, well, A, this is more advanced technology, mm-hmm. and B, uh, Holly Herndon worked with it. So yeah, okay. um, she, uh, briefly from her website, it says, a uh, voice model is a deep neural network that can get, generate raw audio of an individual voice. The network is trained on recorded speech and singing from the target voice. So presumably in order to do this she had to like sing a lot of things into it and kind of teach it, mm. it, it how to sing which obviously um Kirk Cobain can't, can't do. well we have a lot of, of songs by him so maybe we could do that yeah but I, I guess probably there's a moment with this machine yeah. where you're like can you sing like you know yeah. this short note or something like that True. you know just with nothing else um I mean I like, I don't think 
it's the, the we can be that far away from a world where like you know you could actually get an accurate Kurt Cobain um impersonation like i don't know much or that much about the technology behind it but it can't be that far away but this is like the nft debate you know there won't be much val- as much value in a new album by nirvana uh, by a deep fake nirvana comparable to nevermind or in utero or or bleach right it's th- that that it'll be whatever people decide to put value on no if if enough people sort of like it and stream it and think you know what this is good enough for me it's a new nirvana album even though it's fake i don't know that always depends about the people i think the thing is though so much of music is it's not just music is it it's like everything it's everything surrounding it so like when you listen to um a nirvana album you're thinking oh wow you know, it's unfortunate, but I guess you're thinking, wow, this book had real problems, you know, and that kind of goes goes through your mind when you hear like that kind of intense howl and and, mm. and you know like he's probably singing about something that actually happened to himself. And I don't think you can separate that really. You know, it's very hard to say, no, this is just a song you're listening to with absolutely no no mm. um, no context. So that's why I don't think it would work because it is impossible to separate from the context. What would be more interesting is if you'd get like uh, you'd be like, oh well, here's this new band, and you sort of like, you know, give the whole story. This is a new band, you know, the singer or whatever, you know, grew up poor mm. in in Seattle or, or something like that. Then would you would you swallow it? Because you know, possibly, possibly. So creating like a character to make that it's actually fake to make. And then be surprised it was a computer all along. Exactly, yeah. But okay, now we're we're alive and we we have memory. Are we alive? uh, Are Are we alive? alive? Or is this all a simulation? Simulation. Damn it! (laughs) But but imagine in a hundred years' time when there are generations that you know they won't know that there's a difference between Nirvana's Nevermind and a Nirvana deep. You know, like uh, if if the record labels do their job correctly and kind of erase. I remember when there was a new Bob Marley song in the 90s, that, to the rescue, here I am, you know, a posthumous song. I think you're, that was a Finley Quay song you're singing. No, uh, <laughs> sun is shining, yeah, that, weather is... Yeah, the... that's a Finley Quay song. There was, no, there, there, there wasn't, like, that's one you... It's another thing. Damn it! <laughs> Are you? But there, there were like new, new. Yeah, right. I'm making speech about Bob Marley songs, but they they were I think like rescued from studiotics, like Iron Iron Lion's Iron. That's the, like that. Oh yeah. yeah I, then poor Finley. Which Quay. is the, that Finley Quay song? Why do I keep thinking? Well, anyway, all right. Because it sounds a lot like Bob Marley. Iron Lion's Iron. It obviously it went into the charts. It was a big hit, and and now and I didn't understand exactly. It's like hang on, but Bob Marley's been dead. But oh, okay, it's an old recording that has been revamped, and re- it was a remix as well. It had a bit of a housey, well, uh, yeah, updated. And and uh, at that time, that sounded revolutionary, and it was like, well, okay, but there was something off. It's like, yeah, but. He was he wasn't alive to oversee this. I don't know. Even as a fourteen yeah. year old kid, I was like, okay, it's a Bob Marley song, but mm, it's not as authentic as the the other stuff. I don't that's know. what that's what I've been thinking because mm, not Nirvana because we all kind of know which ones are out and which ones are not, and if there were to be more out, they would have been out by now. But all these singers that have passed away recently, like Mac Miller, um, mm-hmm. Bob Smoke, um, what's um, Lil Peep, they have like more um, posthumous workout than, than, when, they were than when they were well, alive. Well, the new did, Tupac. <laughs> I don't think they've recorded that many songs to have like 
and Lil Peep has like two albums, two posthumous albums, and, and he only had one or half or something when he was alive. And I feel like at least half of it or some of it, or it looks suspicious, is made by AI. AI well, and we wouldn't, would never know this is where the labels can play with. The new Pop Smoke album uh, has got like a real slagging from people. People say like it's really bad. It's really just like mining uh, the depths. No one said it's made by AI, but they're saying basically it's like voice notes and guide vocals that they've just done done things with and, and made like some really, really trashy, basically. Tupac famously released more music from the from from beyond the, the tomb than in, in, in real life. And same as Mara. I was like, hang on, how did, when did he have time to record so many vocals? And all of a sudden there's like Machiavelli and all these albums, like loads of albums, loads of raps, loads of bars. But it is true that Tupac was incredible improvising and he'd, he'd go into a studio and he would lay down and lay down and lay down um, uh, loads of vocal tracks and there they are in the vault. And and he's really been, he's a prime example of someone who's been mined after death. Then there was that infamous hologram at Coachella which perform, of Tupac performing alongside Snoop Dogg. I thought that was a con. I, I have more of a problem with holograms. I remember... More than boys. Um, In that, if you're going to a gig, you're probably paying a lot of money to see it. Um, I, And it's not a con because like they're saying it's a hologram. I just yeah. wouldn't like, I wouldn't go to see it. Like I don't really see the attraction yeah, particularly it's, it's in it. Like a, um, you know, I mean, not, at the time, I guess it was sort of exciting to see how they pulled off this technology. Yeah, like We've one song, seen, one yeah, song, one song. It's like, oh, you know, it's you know, light, lights are an important part of a concert, no, of a mm-hmm. spectacle. Uh, so I'm on board for that, but. Then they, who else did they do this with the hologram? They were going to do it with Amy Winehouse, but I think they they pulled the tour. I'm not quite sure. Like they were going to do a whole a whole worldwide tour, and Ugh. it didn't happen. And I'm not 100 percent sure why. But they were doing this ages ago. I remember, like mm-hmm. when I when I lived in Paris, like in in the 90s, there was like an Elvis tour, and basically what they had was was like Elvis's old backing band playing along to like uh, videos of Elvis playing, and it was like set up, the, the video was sort of set up in, in a bank of screens about Elvis height, so you'd just be like seeing. Uh. Very strange. It's like going to the cinema. I don't. I don't feel like it's morally incorrect. It's kind of weird, but you know that person's not there, and I. I don't know. But the boys thing, mm, they can do weird stuff with that. They can. They can say it. He made it, or she made it, or whoever they're using it for, and it can be false. And if the person's dead, they can say. They cannot say anything, obviously. Mm. And I don't know. They can do... I am a little well, bit sketched out by all There's a very interesting thing about uh, Holly Herndon, because I think this is very brave, and that she's basically saying, you know, anyone could make a sing, and like, you could make Holly Herndon sing the most offensive thing that Holly <laughs> Herndon would never, ever say. But legally, she's kind of kind of covered herself against people using it for adverts, because basically she's, she's talking about, on the website, she's talking about voice model rights. Um, and she's basically saying that you are covered by US law uh, against people like using your voice, pretending it's kind of your voice. Like I don't know if you remember, there was a case of uh, Tom Waits against uh, Doritos, basically. Uh-huh. Like they, <laughs> what? Yeah, Doritos had a radio commercial using a uh, Tom Waits uh, sounder like. I think I might be wrong. They asked him first and he said no. And then they used like a, an impersonator. And basically they found for Tom Waits because it was like his distinctive voice was uh, um, his, his copyright, I, I guess. So she's kind of covered in that, I think. 
but it, true I didn't think about that now if you want to like does she you downloaded the the file the audio file without problem so if you wanted like, I don't know a melody for your new show or something and you can not pay a singer or something you just go to the Holly website and and make yourself a song without having yeah, to pay anyone yeah 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 and you know who knows if she becomes super mega big and then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm just gonna take her <laughs> her yeah. website and make a song in the key of holly herndon for my new disney program but do we get to the stage i wonder if like let's say she does get really really big and loads of people are doing this do we get to the stage when then an actual original holly herndon is worth that much more because, yeah, of course it's worth yeah. that, ma- that much more if the singer himself or, or herself, in this case, sings. But you can use it for so much more other things that, like, maybe are... I don't know how to explain it. Like, you're not saying, oh, Holly, sing in my song. And obviously she didn't, but you have for free now this tool that maybe you would have to pay a, a lower artist to sing in or you would have to look for someone to hire and now you just have this computer that does it for free and I don't know a lot of I don't know if someone will be unemployed you'll be delighted to know as well um, that there's a scheme so you can create NFTs using it as well that had to be didn't there I I I thought NFTs were out already we past that stage in humanity humanity that lasted like four to weeks we were like we were big on oh, them for then yeah yeah okay but they for real ended right i saw news that said like oh nfts no i think like what? sales like sales of them are down 90 percent or something or at least music <laughs> ones yeah yeah but some some people made a quick million oh how much have you invested in nft no, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't had time to do anything damn it but um, the good well, Harley Herndon has said that any kind of profits that is gen- that are generated from this uh, website that she's created will go towards a an, op- uh, an open source organization, and that way, all those pro- all that funding will go, all those profits will go to funding new advances in a uh, artificial intelligence audio technology, which is very nice of her. But there's a there's li- there's recently been a bit of a storm on Twitter regarding the new documentary Roadrunner about the uh, Anthony Bourdain's life, where the director uh, William Neville, Neville Morgan Neville uh, has admitting has admitted to creating deepfake audios of Bourdain's voice. Apparently, he told he was very candid and told GQ magazine that he used AI technology to feed ten hours of Bourdain voice recordings into a computer, which then simulated Bourdain's reading of those sentences every one of which he had in fact written so a lot of people have expressed outrage on social media claiming it is unethical to use the late chef's albeit fake voice without consent even his widow has said that she did not say it was okay for them to do this i find this very tricky because like if you if you the the reason it's not right for me is like if his widow is, is not not up for it you know and she says it's not right then then that's kind of fair enough um but at the same if you're kind of upfront about it and if everyone agrees, then I kind of think it's all right. I mean, if it's something that he actually, if, if it's things that he actually wrote. I mean, obviously, the thing you don't want to do is like offend the family. I to- totally understand that. Mm. But like, otherwise, I think it's okay. Right? Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, but I, I think it, that's the thing. You have to ask everyone because it's such a tricky topic now that we don't know really where to step in. And, and if I get that this man was like super well-intended and didn't mean anything and didn't make much of it because he just said it casually in an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I don't have a position because if I think, oh no, that's mm, ethically incorrect, if he didn't see it, he didn't see it, too bad, it was a good sentence he wrote in a notebook, but we don't have it and we don't have it. But then I think maybe that's a boomer part of myself thinking, <laughs> oh no, technology, new stuff, oh my God, so scary. Oh my. And it's like, no, we have this new thing, we can use it, we can um, try to explore how we can make things more interesting, like in this case, have these men that's not with us anymore say this sentence that it's really cool or whatever he said well, um but i don't know i go back and forth with you between i feel the same way mar so what do i do when i'm in a bit of a run, rut and i don't know what to think of something i go to the new york times and, <laughs> and see what they wrote about it tell and me what to think so according to helen rosner in her article for the for the for new NYT, some of Neville's critics contend that Burdain should have the right to control the way his written words are delivered. But doesn't a person relinquish that control any time his writing goes out into the world? Hmm. See, this is something that that, that worries me slightly. Like, because don't in, in the area that sort of everything is recorded. Because sometimes, like, don't you say things that you're not really thinking? Yeah, you know, or or even you know that you might think in that in that moment, hmm. and then it kind of just like lives forever something actually i've written down is probably yeah. something i've thought a lot more about than, than many things i actually say <laughs> yeah. you know um which is why uh yeah i guess voicing the words doesn't worry me too much no no it doesn't i mean it, what it's it's scary when you see that what, what's been happening in the trump administration with all the fake news and all of a sudden people actually having voice uh, deep deep fake voices of things said that affect the world politically that's when it's dangerous and i think that's what we're all kind of nervous of oh okay yes we love anthony Bourdain, we hate the idea of his memory being desecrated and stuff but pop culture is pop culture but the other thing is when you know you actually get people to vote for some kind of bill that is going to end rights for some other person and stuff that's where uh, i get the heebie-jeebies like now it's just that we're flirting with these new advances in technology but all of a sudden it will become so commonplace then there's that whole thing about the you know the actresses being the female actors faces like scarlett johansson's face being superimposed on onto deep fake uh, pornograph pornographic scenes you know where, where they have to go through that humiliation and there's no control because all of a sudden that gets out there and it's like, yes, you can take down as many videos, but there's always going to be these websites that keep putting them up somewhere or other. And it, that is a violation of, of your image that, that well, it's, it's, it's fucked up. <laughs> and at the same time, you're saying uh, there's a, Grimes is up to something new. So Grimes, well, she's, uh, we, we previously talked about how she announced that she's plan, planning on making a space opera about an, a, an artificial, intelligent lesbian romance, right? <laughs> but what is a bit closer to reality is her participation as a judge in a new ta talent TV contest, which will evaluate performing avatars. <laughs> So no longer, not even Masked Singer, which I haven't even watched. But, you know, <laughs> no, me neither. Like, people go on about it. Yeah, they? people go on about it. It's like, uh, you know, on Spanish television, there's, there's like a contest every day. There's a different contest on a different channel, and it's always the same crap. Uh, but Alter Ego will have celebrity judges, Grimes, Alanis Morissette, Will I Am of the Black Eyed Peas, and Nick Lachey gather in real life to gauge the performances of all amateur singers who use avatars to reinvent themselves. Can, hmm. can I can I just say something? But maybe this is me being really rude. But like, didn't you just know Will I Am was going to be? <laughs> I know. Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? <laughs> but in the case, okay. So my peeve with these talent, with, when when you get 
artists that you that you follow or like or cherish when they go on to these contests as judges there's a problem i think it kills their creativity in the case of will i am or alanis morissette i don't think they have that much left to prove they've done they've done most of their exciting work and you know now they can just afford to just be celebrity judges and stuff but in the case of grimes i still hold a candle out for her to enter her real imperial phase of influence with her arts and once you start getting that tv salary wow creativity just disappears because it's they all of a sudden the idea of making an album and going out on tour and, and making money from it it's hard as it is and stuff and it's stressful and and the mental health issues the, that, that happen with touring all of a sudden all you have to do is go to some set and and blabber whatever comes to mind from seeing some avatar performing and it's like what <laughs> that much money for for just doing this all of a sudden it's like that's it Although I, I, should, I should very much make known that if they're going to do a Spanish version, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 I mean, obviously, right? I, I'm not really into the whole avatars thing. I mean, it overwhelms me. Mar, it's more of your generation. I see that it's... I don't even understand how the contest is going to go. Are, are they people like, oh, I created like this sim-looking avatar, Um now sing or what what the, I, I it's the even... same it's like the same old shit of hearing people who might be able to sing or perform some yeah, kind of but... song uh, but making it attractive by using yeah I don't know so I'm... someone real is gonna sing but they have an avatar yeah. or ah okay I, I, I'm it's not basically the mask singer but I created a sim yeah. and now I brought it here well it's basically the mask singer plus a little bit of technology isn't it you know yeah okay I said more of Grimes I thought Grimes was gonna I don't know, be this in this mm, show because it was like the holy thing, like some nerd did a computer program mm. and lots of them are competing to see which one sounds better. But uh, it's not even that. But another thing that, that irks me is that this could become another stepping stone towards uh, downwards into below mediocre performers, taking up space that could be earned by promising talent that has something special. And as I say this, I feel that one of the good things that has happened within internet democracy is the chance for certain artists to find audiences without the hindrance of the gatekeepers, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of us grew up on culture that was overseen by guardians who held the keys into the magazines, the record label offices, the award shows. It wasn't exactly fair, but at least it guaranteed the artists who broke through had something truly special. And if they made it that far, they could withstand a lot of the pitfalls of the entertainment industry. Now, there's not a single band or artist who isn't moaning about mental health and how hard it is to be an artist and you don't make enough money <coughs> for all the shit that you have to deal with online with all the trolls and this, that, the other. Artists before swam through kilometers of crap like Andy Dufresne and Shawshank Redemption to get to the point of success. By the time they got there, they could handle a lot of grief. Some survived, others didn't. Look at Stevie Nicks, all the stuff that she's put up with and the marvelous artistic, artistic career she she still has um and now it's like yeah you will, you'll have an overnight hit on soundcloud or whatever but then it's like no 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 you haven't been psychologically prepared for the hard road of rock and roll i don't think psychologically preparing people by giving them an yeah. awful time is a great <laughs> it, idea it sounded horrible <laughs> it's well but you you could imagine it when when people actually got to those famous columbia records offices in new york you know they they really done la mili you know the the military service of touring in vans of playing toilets of yeah i don't think stuff. about i don't think having la mili is is a good yeah. thing to have but I, if we get rid of it in all senses and metaphors <laughs> i think it's better i think we advance <laughs> but we, you know you you had 
they, they, I don't know, even Barbara Streisand, and I don't know all these artists that that they 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 knew how to swim among sharks and and they could take a beating and 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 you know they were look at Tina Turner for instance, who is today's now today's Tina Turner? Megan Thee Stallion? No way, man. Beyonce's right. today's she Tina Turner. Amazing. Yeah, but Tina Turner survived like Vietnam, if you know what I mean. I mean, I, I'm yeah, happy they probably, don't have to anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, I am. I am. I'm, I'm happy that we're in a world where. <laughs> well, Megan Stallion have... was literally shot like a few months ago. True, so true. if that's not the war of Vietnam, okay. I don't know. Okay, Megan. Meg... <laughs> okay, Megan is the the new Tina. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, also, the thing is, like, that there's there are many artists who could have been absolutely brilliant artists who didn't make it for precisely those reasons. Yeah, which like is not so good. <laughs> but then there was the cream of the crop, right? There was so much good talent that didn't get through the gatekeepers, and we never heard of. But now you, you sometimes you think, what this person has a record out, and and that that person is that <laughs> their music is like robbing attention from stuff. I don't know. It's again, I I'm, I feel like I'm very stale in in this kind of attitude, but. Before it was just all honey, and now there's I so much. I think you're romanticizing because I yeah. feel like in the past there's always someone that you think, "How is this person here?" Like it's not something new of now that people are not that talented and still get a lot of attention. And I think it's always something that's always happened. Like I bet there there were tons of artists that were not that good, but somehow made it and stayed there for mm. I don't know contacts or. Networking. That is true. Then there are artists who just never let go of the mantle and they just keep getting records put out and stuff because they are who they are and whatever. And, and it's like, move along, move over. Uh, For someone... some reason, I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Chris Rea. Um, but shall, shall, we, ah. <laughs> shall we move on? Shall we move on? Yes. Uh, look, someone who truly is talented, both of them, is, but she's got the main voice. And I think they should go on further and further and have actually worked with Holly Herndon, our... Catalunya's very own Maria Arnal and Marcel Vallés. Maria Arnal and Marcel Vallés. Uh, it's really exciting to follow their career, especially Maria Arnal. She's now starting to do stuff with John Talabot. She's uh, and, and this this collaboration with Holly Herndon. They really are uh, a talent that can be exported to the rest of the world, and it will be a, a pride and joy because it's like it's distinctly of this region. It doesn't sound like they're trying to sound like someone else. Um, like on the this week's album of the week, which sounds oh, what like a <laughs> what a link! <laughs> what a link! Beautiful. Uh, our stand-up album uh, this week was inspired by a dog. When Claire Elizabeth Cottrell, known as Claro, went into lockdown at her parents' house, she adopted a dog and she christened it Joni in honor of one of her idols, Joni Mitchell. And the album sounds 
precisely like it was made, as if it was made in 1973 in Laurel Canyon. Suddenly, all of these feelings of caring for another being and spending so much time with her family awoke feelings of domesticity, and it inspired to write most of the songs on this album titled Sling. With the help of Jack Antonoff, the result is an album that, as I said, sounds like uh, the 70s. It's, it sits very closely in style alongside Taylor Swift's Folklore and Evermore or even St. Vincent's latest Daddy's Home, which are also co- produced by Antonoff. Mm. He's become the person to work he with, hasn't he? cannot stop. What, how many hours a day does this man have? Like a thousand? He's made all the albums by all the girls out there. That the one thing that got me thinking, just briefly talk about Antonov before going into Claro, is like he must be uh, as well uh, as apart from being a talented producer and co-songwriter or whatever, no, who's who helps these artists, he must be a, a good uh, shoulder to lean on in a way. Because if you think of per- mm-hmm. strong personalities like Taylor Swift or Saint Vincent, who are bosses, right? Lana they are bosses, and Lana Del Rey, and and but at the same time they have to deal with all the kind of scrutiny that artists feel, you know. So I imagine he must be some such a like comfortable person yeah, to work or with, or something, someone who really knows about music and but doesn't make you feel weird because when you're a, a lot of women in music have talked about feeling weird, but by other peers in the music industry, and I feel like. Jack Antonov must be the coolest guy out there because all of them feel comfortable around him, and that's why all of them want to collab, want to want to produce with him. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. He, he, he must be the only one that's that's a good guy. Yeah, he's not Doctor Luke, shall we say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the one who God. famously is. In, ah, never mind. Yeah, let's. Uh, let's, let's, let's ah. Anyway, Claro. Um, I was I didn't pay much attention to her when with her debut album she came and she played Primavera I remember there was a whole thing about all this being so, the the under 21s no there was her there was um ah uh, the guy who's half Puerto Rican what's his name Cuco? Cuco. Sorry, thank you, Mara. There you are. One point. Uh, they did a press release with uh, Cuco, her, and I think it was Snail Mail or uh, I get a, or Soccer Mommy. Ah. Anyway, so it's she's she's so young and she's so talented, and this album sounds like so much quality. Ben, what's your take on it? Uh, it was all right. It's fine. It, okay, there, there used to be a term in, in, in music press for these kind of albums, which was a little bit derogatory. But at the same time, it's like, well, it is true. It, coffee table album music. Because there was it was at the time when it was all these coffee houses opening all over the world. And, you know, there's the famous international one. But there, I know. And there was this kind of sound to these coffee houses. No, it was like, oh, very soft, folky sounds and music that seems to be made out of wood um, that is polished. Right. Okay. I love dogs. Right. Absolutely love dogs. <laughs> okay. And let, let's get that. Let's get that clear. And I have uh, recently been looking after a dog. Right. So I am fully down with someone who gets a dog. Right. Yeah. And I know that sense of responsibility for looking after a dog. I also know that sense of responsibility for looking after children because I have two. Um, and I really like the sound of Joni Mitchell. That 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 kind of thing. This also has a touch of the Beach Boys, which I really really like. Um, and it also vaguely reminds me of those uh, Taylor Swift albums that, that Jack Antonoff um, produced. And there are things to like on this album, for example, just for today, which is an absolutely lovely song. But I just found it really drifted by. It was just like, it, it was like Taylor Swift without the platinum songwriting. You know, like, it, there just wasn't enough. There was very little variety to kind of, for, for me to hook, hook onto. Ma, you've been rolling your eyes. Tell us, why, why, why do I you like it? I loved it. I loved it, but I think... Um 
I I know I'm not completely unbiased because I love Claro. And I the thing that happens to me when I really like an artist um, and I really like their last album, like I love Immunity. I've been listening to, I don't know wh- how long it was released, like two years. And I've been listening to it multiple times within that time period that she didn't release anything else. And, and that means I love the album. Then when they released another one, it feels like, oh, but the last one was so good. I cannot get into it as quick because I still think about the last one. But I I know that with time, I'm I'm going to love it more and, and accept both of them. In As for now, I love Immunity more than I love Sling. But listening to Sling, I, I really liked um, the sound. I really like the feeling, I, even though it's coffee table feeling or whatever you want to call it. I really liked it. And the only thing, if I have to say something negative, is that I don't think um, it's a summer album. Like, I couldn't relate to it as much because it made me feel wintry mm-hmm. and and it's it's very hot outside now so yeah. i that's the only thing that made me f- i feel like maybe i'm loving it but it's so hot outside that i'm not able to relate as i would if it was fall or winter now and i when mm, the cold weather comes by i think i'm <laughs> it's going to be my favorite album of the year yeah, but will you remember it by then? Ah, that's <laughs> that's a but tough it's question. Claro, I yeah, I obviously we're gonna remember. I like that she committed to a mood. Like the album start sounds exactly the same from start to finish, and I think it's a good thing that that it's like, look, this this entire album is one great mood. It's great to have a siesta too, or to be chilled in the afternoon too. Uh, I like that instead of playing the game of, okay, I'm going to put as many moods in on, on one album because I have attention deficit disorder <laughs> and it's going to feel like I'm scrolling through internet. I appreciate those 45 minutes or whatever it lasts mm-hmm. that just sort of take me to one place and it's like, ah, nice, extended. Very good. Very comforting. But the, you said the word nice. I found when I was making notes on this, the word nice kept on coming up. Yes. You know, and it was just, it was all nice. And obviously, it's nice, nice to feel nice. No, it's like, oh, soft oh, feeling. <laughs> Even but, Waverly Place. Uh, it's like <laughs> uh, the, the na- name dropping kind of uh, the places on her campus uh, that ha- that have that kind of, ah, I can't put it into words. Sorry. But like, for example, um, the, a song like Amoeba, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, beat, a beat comes in. And you can like, oh. But no, but no, it's not like that. You think like, oh, it's a beat, but it's just like so, so sort of underplayed and underdeveloped. And it, there's an art to that. I'll, I'll give you that. But it was just like I thought. Well, this might be a di- slightly different because it's got a beat, and like they make the beat sound like, um, like just nothing. I t- there's another. I should probably confess. There's another problem. Just before I listened to this, I was listening to um, some drill. Uh-huh. So, oh my god! Uh-huh. Man, of course you didn't like it. But no, like surely, like you if I listen if to... I'd listened to Carol King's Tapestry after listening to Drill, uh-huh. I reckon that that would have worked. Yeah, I, I th- <laughs> it's a different mood. How can you go from one thing to the other? Hey, I'm a man of uh, <laughs> many moods, Mark. But it's almost as if it's like, okay, Claro, you you you've got the world's attention. Music critics are paying attention. Uh, you've got a fan base. Uh, how do you make the jump from millennial young girl? to like adult the adult audiences go 70s go 70s go Joni mm-hmm. Mitchell go Carol King and it's it's just so well executed you know it's, as I know when nice is almost a, a a bad thing it's like it's it's too perfect it's just mm. 
as we it, it, look, we were talking about how now you can create music in the style of Nirvana using AI. Well, it's almost like they've hit the button of make music in the style of 70s Laurel Canyon. Hire Jack Antonoff, uh, and they, they'll probably be able to create an app soon where anything you, any kind of badly strummed song put into this filter will turn out sounding like it was produced in one of these lovely lush studios. But I tell you what, I'm glad we got more here because I, this album made me think I don't understand young people, right? Hmm. But that's it's not young people album. I think it's it's. Clara doing her thing and being like, okay, no, now she, I want to be folk, whatever. No, but I mean, as in, like, she's generally popular among young, young yeah. people. And I'm an older person who would perhaps be expected to like something like this. Hmm. And uh, I didn't really. I thought the thing that confuses me about Claro, and I saw, I think it was on Twitter, someone talk about it too, is I don't know how she made it to this group of stan culture that all these girls of pop music have like um charlie xcx and and i don't know Nicki minaj and all the pop girlies let's say it and then there's claro also a little bit in that stan culture thing and it's like claro has such different music from all these people and but it makes kind of sense at the same time that we all cherish her so much but it's confusing because if you're in a i don't know um Nicki Minaj mood you're not going to listen to Claro but at the same time she she has this cult following too yeah. and may, maybe you will maybe that's how people how, how people listen I actually did some um, uh, background listening so so devoted was I and I listened to Pretty Girl and that's a lot more that that's like the classic isn't it mm-hmm. you know the, the kind of breakthrough and that's a lot more kind of solid bedroom poppy kind of mm. um, and it's uh, it's a very good song. I, I could kind of see why that had made a, a breakthrough. Mm. Mm-hmm. Also, she's tackling a very uh, a sentiment that is very common around twenty somethings. No, it's the the idea of motherhood or d- domesticity. No, of creating a family, of, of of staying in home at home and creating a home rather than being on tour all the time and and meeting people, which is what you want to do when you're in your twenties, right? You want to just be out there. And uh, because of the pandemic and being forced to be in lockdown, she she confronted these feelings and she actually thought, actually, it's not that bad being stuck at home and and being around your loved ones and 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 making those relationships even stronger. And I think so many people think of some people think of these things when they're in their twenties and they get the pressure of, oh, you know, do I want to become a parent? Do I want to? And it's like, don't worry, <laughs> you have time <laughs> to think about these things. But it's it's interesting that she's singing about those things being so young yeah but the pandemic made us all crazy so that's her her going crazy in in her home it can, i don't know i haven't read up enough on this but uh, apparently there's a, a, a news that's getting people angry because they're making a bigger deal out of it but apparently the ayuntamiento of barcelona mm-hmm. the, the wants to um after the whole pandemic they're considering locking uh, night life at one o'clock uh, closing night life at one o'clock in the morning like discotheques closing at one or something like that and uh, you know I have this guy who's been like ranting at me like as because I live in Barcelona it's like this is un- this is this is intolerable and stuff and I'm like <laughs> not my law mate what was- <laughs> it's like it's not my law it's like I don't give a it's like and, and my answer was it's like you know what I'm 42 I don't give a shit if they close at one because I'm not gonna I'm, I'm home by 11 anyway or or even earlier <laughs> I've got a baby to take care of you know so it's like parting's over for me which is but then you think what about 
all the you know if I was twenty, I'd be I'd be really angry about this. That's right? not. It's not going to happen. I just I don't know. It's, it's one of those things that I don't know. It's politics, not making headlines for the wrong reasons, or I don't know. But in the hypothetical case that it did. It's one of those things like, are we forcing young people to start maturing in a way, you know, where, where Claro at 22, she's starting to think about, you know, becoming a mom and owning a home and, and, and planting roots uh, rather than going and soaring, sowing her seeds around I, the world. I find, and I might be wrong, but I find like young people are generally a lot more sort of mature and now than they were um, yeah. at, at my age because I think like having a massive economic stump has meant a lot of the young people have been had to like think about it a lot a lot earlier whereas we're a bit like hey it's the 90s yeah, someone gives a job here right you know or, you know it's going to piddle around for a bit you know um, and I feel bad sorry young people I feel, yeah we got to piddle about for like 20 years before like settling down with careers and this kind of stuff and now even the the tastes have shifted like I've noticed People Mars age are actually interested in restaurants and architecture. Before, yeah, you know, before you you were an architecture buff or not, but now all of a sudden there's like all these hip kids on Instagram, like, oh yeah, you know, sharing Frank Lloyd Wright um, architectural photos and stuff, and and I don't know, there's a genuine interest. Whereas, damn it, at that age, all I was interested in was was music and 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 ligar <laughs> oh well we we used to have some very pretentious interests in like French films and things yes, like that though, you but know, you yeah. do that with your pretentious friends and talk about you know all my Ingmar friends were pretentious young all yeah. of them <laughs> I studied French for crying out loud and yeah I even considered smoking a pipe for a while you know <laughs> I never pulled it through. It's one of my regrets. It's like I never did the pipe thing when I was in my twenties. You know, like <laughs> or walk or walk walk with a walking stick because of the boys to men. There was one of the members of boys to men who walked with a with a walking stick, and I thought it was so pimp, and I really wanted one, but it, I didn't. I didn't get around to it. They were too expensive. <laughs> Adopting all these adult kind of uh, poses. Should we should we listen to a song by Claro? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, 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 this one has got uh, Lord on it. It has. Uh, has this, it? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. This uh, is Lord, who has also worked with Jack Antonoff, hasn't she? Well, he's worked with Claro. They they exchanged backing vocals. Ah, that's how it goes. Here we are, quiet at your kitchen table. With courtesy to little pet peeves Napkins on laps, transport back Lying the scarf in my mom's in Iraq So much music out there, so many releases. How do you outstand from the rest? Well, Mar has got some cases of people who are really doing a great job at... Um, drawing attention to their latest releases, isn't that right, Mar? Yeah. Um, this week, well, this week or just a few days ago, um, Lil Nas X, mm -hmm. famous internet musician, and not only the funniest person out there, but I think mm -hmm. probably the most intelligent in the music industry nowadays. Um, well, the thing is that, um, just to put us into context, a few days ago he had the court um, case testifying on the, his legal battle with Nike because of the the shoe the Satan shoes yeah. that he wore well that he sold with the company and they will look like Nikes whatever they, they were Nikes go, I mean, they weren't and 
They weren't. I thought they were Nikes that he, he that changed. he injected yeah. blood into the. Yeah, but then they didn't sell them through Nike, so Nike ah, was like, okay, right. um, um, well. Whatever he went to court and and it was this whole thing. Then um, free Lil Nas X was trending on Twitter, and and prior to that he he knew like that people were going to be drawn into the story because it's very juicy and it's kind of funny that he has to go to court because of <laughs> the stupid shoes. Um, and he made lots of memes on Twitter and the the whole thing was very funny and he had a bunch of TikToks too talking about how he was going to jail because of the of the freaking shoes. And obviously it's controversy and every um stuff like this sells but the way he does it in this kind of funny effortless style that only him and people who actually have been on the internet for a long time know how to do it it's it's like it it has this extra level that he's the only one that's actually famous now that has a career in music knows how to do and it's because he's a master at at the internet and there's PR companies that can force you to be like, okay, uh, make a TikTok to promote your music or mm-hmm. tweet about this and that. But if you were a bo- natural born troll on the internet, like b- because before he was famous on, on music because of Old Town Road and he had a, this Twitter account that was kind of, I don't know if, if he was famous or not, but he, he had this humor of twitter i don't know how to explain it but with memes and things yeah yeah yes it's twitter humor i don't know how to explain that the 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 way you talk the way you make memes and and that's something that either you have it or you don't and lil nas i feel it's the only person that's on the a-list celebrity thing that has it and and he exploited it perfectly and and well, after all this tension and blah, 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 he was going to court and made all these memes. It was not only there that stopped. Then uh, um, after the, the court he- hearing or whatever yeah. um, happened, he then a few days later posted on Twitter a video that was like a parody of, of the court thing in which he played all the characters. He played yeah. like, the, the, the judge himself, the jury, um, the the lawyer and everything. Yeah. And and there's um, the prosecutor, the prosecuting lawyer, played by himself, asks him ask Lil Nas, which is himself as well. Um, are you gay? And then he answers uh, yes. And then everybody in the jury and in the uh, the court gasps, and the judge <gasps> says, "Lil Nas X, I sentence you to five years in Montero State Prison." And Montero is the name of the album that he's going to drop, and also he, his it's real his name. name. Yeah. yeah. And then by the end of the video, which is funny and stuff, and it's like, oh, haha, he he made all this stuff just because he went to court. Um, Industry Baby plays. Which is we learned that it's uh, his next hit, um, hit that will be dropping this Friday, and it's like he filled up all this attention. Just uh, and and we're like I, I'm listening. I'm I'm waiting for Friday, and just because you made all of this, and and it it's just so funny, and and it feels like good. That I don't know. It doesn't feel forced, even though it's so forced. It, it yeah. that, I don't know. I'm. I think he's super intelligent. He encapsulates perfectly digital culture, mm-hmm. and and it's it's like someone said, this is what happens when a natural born troll gets a stack of money to play with, and and I love the result. I wish every well, I don't know. I think there has to be only one because if we had too much of this, maybe we yeah. would get overwhelmed. And do you know who's producing Industry Baby? Who? 
Mr. Kanye West. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Ta-da! And wow. do you know who else is dropping music this uh, um, Friday? Who? Uh, Mr. Kanye West. No way! <laughs> really? Okay, I got very excited this morning because I opened my Instagram and there's a Kanye West post, mm -hmm. post of, of various photos of him wearing chains, gold chains with the names of his children, Chicago, St. Psalm and, and North. Uh, and it's like, what does this mean? What what is he? What is it? There's a photo of the of his black leather trousers and his leather shirt and the chains. What what does this mean? It's so fascinating to see Lil Nas X like in the same week and um, promote his music his way, his style, and think, oh my god, he's a genius. And then see Kanye West, which is a completely different style from Lil Nas X, who relies on social media and exploits that perfectly. Which that's the opposite way, like disappears and is complete mystery and uh, and and hypes his music by not hyping his music through social media and have everyone guessing and and I think both of them are geniuses at what they do, and both of them know that this is going to work for them and and I don't know there i I don't think one's better than the other. I think both of them figured how to perfectly create this hype around their own project. Well, Kanye has this cult following, so he can do barely nothing. <laughs> But still, I think he's very intelligent how he managed... Like, this is super planned. It's not like, oh, I don't like Twitter or I don't like Instagram. It's super planned. He's like the puppeteer and we're the puppets playing for him because he he didn't choose not to be on Twitter. He said, like... I'm gonna do stuff and I'm gonna have people talk for me. And for example, he invited Anthony Fantano, who has a lot of um, followers on Twitter and everything, is he's the music mm. creator, critic of the internet, and tweets something like, oh, Kanye let me listen to his album like yeah. a few days ago and, and I'm very excited about it, blah, blah, blah. And then people were like, oh my God, Kanye is dropping an album. And, and this man that talks always about music likes it. Oh my God. Yeah. And then he got another... what's he going to say? Can you write yeah, me exactly. to this album? And it was <laughs> rubbish. Flies so, yeah. around to Wyoming <laughs> yeah. on the private jet. Yeah, you know they're going to kiss your ass and they're going to talk <laughs> good about you and they're going to create the hype because they have this power and you have this power about them and 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 for example he also invited um someone that i didn't know but i think he's very cute on social media too and justin lavoy said that um kanye played the album for him and and basketball basketball player kevin durant mm. over the weekend and then he tweeted the production is light years ahead of its time and the bars sound like he's broke and broke. hungry <laughs> trying to get signed again any artist who plans on dropping soon should just push it back which I, I hope Lil Nas X doesn't read this tweet. Um, <laughs> but the stakes are super high and I I don't know if that can play against him or Kanye is just untouchable at this point. Of, and But I'm not going to mm, hype myself to listen to this album because we've been tricked before. We've been tricked. Um, yeah. This uh, Donda is called this, this album. The first time he talked about it was March 2020. It's July 2021. Yeah. And it's supposed to be dropping this Friday, but um, Friday is not here yet, so we're not going to go ahead of it. Um, but um, who knows what will happen? It actually looks more real than other times. Yeah. Um, Pusha T um, posted also an Instagram in which he said that this Thursday, so tomorrow, um, he will be playing, um, they will be doing like a, another um, listening party thing. Yeah. 
um, um, and oh, it's gonna be streaming at on stadium. At yeah, at a stadium, wow. and and uh, it's already sold out, obviously. Oh, and it's gonna be streaming on Apple Music. So Ooh, I'm getting FOMO already. <laughs> Look, the bi- the two biggest cases of FOMO. Well, was was the launch of the Life of Pablo with the Yeezy collection at Madison Square Garden, where everyone who was cool was there. Uh, no, it's like, yeah. damn it, if you weren't there, you're a loser. So I feel like a loser to. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even cro- it didn't even cross my mind. I, I could ever be like in the place with the Kardashians listening to in the, uh, in the garden and then there was the Wyoming listening party where again you know <laughs> you, you wish you could have been there you know with Chris Rock Jonah Hill all these people just like listening to a Kanye album on a laptop that that I think changed things it, the the way we perceive things the listening party culture that thank goodness is kind of working now and us who do podcasting you know we've always been dreaming of hosting listening parties around albums it, it, you know Kanye is one who can do it you know he can mm-hmm. get people to sit silently from start to finish and listen and appreciate I think it's a great way for artists and fans to interact uh, beyond going and seeing them perform live uh, Tyler was a bit more generous when he did that. Um, he did a gig on the to promote uh, "Call Me If You If You're Lost." Call me if you're lost. Yeah, yeah. No, where he actually performed without the full thing, but it was just him with the beats, and and it was like, wow, that was very generous. But. Um, I'm very excited to see how Kanye unravels this. Yeah, well, I'm more excited about Coldplay because they've got a new album out and all the song, some of the song titles are emojis. So that's like the future, oh, essentially. Suck it, Kanye. Stop that. This is the worst case of boomer boomer rockers. Like, oh, how do we stay in touch and relevant with the young kids? Oh, let's put emojis as, as song titles. Dude, the emoji died. The meme is almost dead. How are you planning to come back with an album with song titles in emojis? But maybe they try to appeal to a younger 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 audience that ah, maybe because they listen to a lot of things on repeat so maybe you would want it that yes kids do love Coldplay kids love Coldplay and they love emojis and I bet look at that it is probably you know any Coldplay record is probably the most played record on the way to school or, mm-hmm. or it has been for a while apart from Baby Shark and stuff <laughs> and K-pop mm, yeah but. so we're going to, we'll be listening out to uh, what Kanye says. Um, and I wanted to to end with a song that's probably going to be on the record, but no one's quite sure. I, uh-huh. think, I think it's going to be on the record. Anyway, it's a great song. Um, let us play out this week with Kanye West, Wash Us in the Blood. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Back to the boom, what's up, boom? Take some rain, no song, rain on one one. Rain come, rain come, come shine, come rain, come on. Southside let it bang, outside let it rain. Rain down on the pain, rain down on the slain. Rain down for my mom, rain down on the farm. Shower us with your.